it's the big detour coming to you just to share some quick thoughts about breast cancer about breast cancer about how it makes you feel and there's one thing that I do remember that people we all even I have to stop saying to someone when they're going through something I understand as I went through breast cancer and I still have my issues with it and people tell me they understand no you don't understand you don't understand because you're not going through it so for all of us the best thing to say is I will pray for you and just have empathy don't say you understand it's even like when people die and you'll say I understand you don't understand because everybody feels different so with that I'm going to move right along because I had a conversation with a young lady and she happened to text me and tell me she sent me a request on Facebook because she found out she was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I attempted to call her and we had a conversation. And within her conversation, you know, she said she went to, I told her the first thing before she even called me, I told her to go have a second opinion, which she had done. And she found a place to go to, you know, to help her. And she wanted to know, she had questions. So being transparent about your journey with breast cancer in order to help somebody, that's what it is called, being transparent. I think every woman, and there was a few of them, that I encountered personally that I know that were able to tell me how it made them feel, what not to do. And one was my co-worker and I thank her every day when she said, stay positive, stay away from negative people, thoughts, things, and family members, and don't get stressed out by anybody, not even your son. Interesting. She was like, she had to cut her kids off. Not not physically, but the words that come out of somebody's mouth, you know, when they're negative, you have to learn how to ignore those words. And that's what she did. She ignored the negative things, but she paid attention to the positive things. So I actually had women that have told me their stories. A few of them, they've told their stories elsewhere, but to publicly tell it so that people around the world will know that there are different types of cancer, no, they never did. Never did, never will. And I can't figure out for the life of me, why keep it a secret? I don't know if it's the embarrassment or the shame or you blame yourself, which I was doing. And my doctor had to correct me and let me know I didn't cause myself to get breast cancer. 
it was something that just happened. A gene, it did, breast cancer is caused by genes. One gene could be good. I mean, one gene could be bad. And as he explained to me, it's like when you have, when some people get cold, some people don't. It's like an immune system. So the bad gene breaks off and then they find another gene that's healthy. They attach themselves to it. And that's when the breast cancer begins to spread. That was the best answer I ever got. Asked the oncologist the same question. The medical oncologist got the same answer. So when I got the same answer, I knew that they were not telling stories. But what I'm saying is, we I mean, I'm interested to know about these other types of cancers because I don't know who I might be able to encourage or who I can lead to you so you can encourage them. So I just ask, let's share. There's nothing wrong with sharing and letting people know what to expect. They might not go through the same thing you're going through when it comes to treatment, but you know, if they do go through it and they want to call you and talk to you or reach out to you, we have to be there. We have to be ambassadors for this. This is, this is my baby. You know, funny. I always wanted to be a writer. I always had these stories in my head. And I asked God to give me something to write about. Something that I didn't have to make up a story. I wanted it to be real. I had no idea it was going to lead down the journey of breast cancer. But if I can share it with everybody I know, I do. I have no shame in my game of telling people, yes, I am a breast cancer survivor. You never, I'm telling you, you never know. So when I got the call from the young lady and we started talking and I asked her, you know, what type of breast cancer that she had and she told me the name of it, it was something I never even heard of myself. See, I, I knew most of them but that one I didn't know. Only thing I was familiar when she said it was the triple negative. That I was very familiar with. And that is because I am the opposite. I'm the triple positive. Where the triple positive, people don't know, is more aggressive than the triple negative. So this is why they get people with triple positive, those hormones and herceptin, and that's what it's for to calm down the estrogen that's in you. Because I know when they asked me that, the first thing they asked me, did I take anything when I was going through menopause? Absolutely not. I took no hormones. What I did take was black cohosh, which caused me to have liver problems. And that's the story for another time. But that's what I took. And that's why I come on here and I can tell you my story, but I want to hear yours. I want to know what you went through. I mean, I got phone calls to, from people who were diagnosed with breast cancer and they would ask me, 
how did I do it? And I told her. I kept my mind right. I kept my thoughts right. I stayed in tune with God's word because I knew God would never leave me or forsake me. I just knew it. Was I scared? You damn skippy. I was scared like ever. I will never lie and say that that did not come into the play because it did. And what I was scared of, even though, you know, even though I believe in God and everything, this is the quite beginning. I, I had to trust him. You know, he said he would never leave me or forsake him. And you know what? That is where the trust became. I had to really trust God when he said what he said. Because I had nobody else to trust. Nobody. That was the only person, creator. That was who I trusted. Even though the other women, they were like, you're going to be okay. Everything is going to be fine. Thank you for the encouragement. The encouragement was a big help. But I remember sitting there, and it was around the fourth treatment of chemo. And out of the blue came the verse, your ways are not my ways, and your thoughts are not my thoughts. And I'm like, hmm, why did that come up? You know? I, I couldn't figure out why that verse, it just stayed with me. I'm telling you, it stayed with me throughout the whole treatment time. You know, I had to accept what I was going through. I had to deal with what I was going through. And within that dealing, I had to know that God was at the head of my life and he was in control of everything. All the people that prayed for me, I knew where their prayers were going, straight up there. But it wasn't for me. To, I know, let's put it this way. Although they were praying for me, what was I doing for myself? I couldn't depend upon their prayers, which they were helpful. But I had to do some praying. I had to do some praying and some soul searching. And the praying and soul searching was, this is my journey. This is my battle. And if I want to get through it, I got to learn how to lift my voice up to the heavens, just like they lifted up theirs to mine, and pray. Pray, pray, pray. No matter what. Prayer is everything. And that is what I encourage that young lady that called me to pray. You know, she told me everything about what she was going through. She staged, her stage was stage two. She had no lymph nodes, praise God. But she made me promise not to look up the type of breast cancer she had. But that was water under the bridge because she had a form of breast cancer I've never seen anybody mention before. Not saying that they never had it, 
they never mention it. I see a lot of metastatic breast cancer patients. I see ones that have had the mastectomy, but they are okay because they have their, you know, they had the breast reconstruction. I see the ones that have the HR positive with the ER negative. I mean, I've seen all of that. The BRCA, all those things. But hers, it just threw me for a loop as I did more research on it. And then I asked, I said, so did they tell you what treatment you're going to have? And when she said the treatment, I believe it's called ACT or something like that. All I know is with the treatment she had, it's technically what cancer people will call it, the red devil. The red devil being that it is strong and it knocks it out. And I told her, I explained to her, the reason why you're having that first is to shrink your your lump because her lump was pretty big. So it was to shrink it. Then after shrinking it, then you'll have your lumpectomy. I didn't want to tell her what it did. And I told her, whatever you do, don't look up anything until you get to that hospital. Because what you read, you might not experience half of those side effects. You might not experience anything. You know, everybody doesn't get the same side effects. Everybody's body is different. And everybody's mind is too. So I encouraged her and I told her, whatever you do, stay away from negative people. Same thing that was told to me, I shared it with her. And she was like, you're right. And I said, whatever you read about those side effects, do you know that your mind retains it? And you'll think it. So I told her, whatever you do, don't read anything. Ask the nurses. Ask them about the side effects. I mean, I'll never forget my nurse. She was like, and don't go home and be reading everything because you look like the type. And then my friend Kathy, she's in there. She was like, you don't go home. Don't look up nothing. Don't. Do not because you'll be thinking you got it. So that's how, that's how the mind works. Isn't that something? That the mind can make you think things that are not there. When you have medicine, you know. So I have learned through my journey not to look up the side effects because I don't want to think about those side effects. I don't want me to think that that's what's going on. If there is something wrong, no doubt, I'm going to call up my doctor. But I don't want my mind to be so focused on side effects that I can't function. Because that's not what I want my life to be like. Functioning on side effects. Worried about this side effect. Worried about that side effect. I just want to be able to live a normal life. And go on. Enjoy my life. Travel. Do the things that God has me here to do. And it's funny. I always ask God, what was I supposed to do? You ever have that feeling? You ask God, what am I here to do? What is this all about? I recall I wanted to be so many things growing up. So many things. So many. I remember 
I wanted to be what? A doctor. Because my mother was a nurse. I wanted to be a lawyer because I was very argumentative. I wanted to be a DJ because I love music and I love to, I mean, I could, I, I would love, I wanted to, I love music. I mean, love it. So that was, that was the thing. And then somebody was like, you should be a social worker. You like listening to people. But sometimes God changes those pages. I mean, we lose concentration. And as we're losing concentration on those things we wanted to be, because we're not focused anymore on what it is we want to be, the page changes and you erase and you start over again. So when I got the cancer, I said, I want to be an advocate for breast cancer. Just to share it, so many women, they don't teach their daughters how to do the self-examination, very important. They take those mammograms very lightly and they'll reach the age of 40 and they'll be like, oh, I'll go to next year. Next year pass, I'll go to next year. It's just like with the pap smear, where they don't go. So I wanna make sure that all these things get done. I wanna educate these little young ones out here that they have to be able to do their own self-examination of their body. You gotta know your body, you know? I knew I had that lump under my arm, but I had no idea it was connected to breast cancer. I thought the lump under my arm was a lump from using deodorant, and that was it, because as a young person, I would always get these knots under my arm and they would go away. I mean, I went to the doctor, the doctor was like, that's nothing but a cyst. So it goes away and it did, it did go away and never came back again. But as I laid in my bed during that time in 2017, I felt this knot there. And in my mind, I was like, nah, this can't be what it is. It didn't move, it was like stationary just stay there and it seemed like it was big I mean I could actually feel that it was big and I was like okay let me change my deodorant use something different maybe put some I don't use baby powder I get some natural deodorant and see what happens never went away so but believe you me even though my mother taught me these things I did not want to accept the fact that that's what it could be. So I just brushed it off until it was time for that mammogram. And that was when I found out that it, I didn't find out then, but it was a lump there. I just know that uh, at the end, it became, it became part of cancer. It was a lump underneath the arm and in the breast. So. And I remember that year, too. Because then after I found out, my friend, she called me and she had it. And then I got another call from my doctor asking me what was the name of my breast surgeon because her sister-in-law had it. So be a resource. Don't be, you know, be a resource for other women. Because they need that. They need resource. 
We are the ones who can provide those resources. We are the ones who can educate. I think we can educate more than the scientists because everybody is not going through the same journey. Everybody is not having the same side effects. Everybody can do, everybody's thing is different. This is that, you know, everything is different. So this is just a thing to let, this is just a podcast to let you know that it's time to be transparent. You don't have to do this live. We can talk one-on-one. Nobody can see us if you don't want anybody to see you. If you don't mind showing your face, then we can do it that way. But not only are the people in this podcast group, all of them are not breast cancer patients. They're not survivors. They're my friends who were there on that journey. And they want more knowledge. So why not share it? They want to know what did we go through? They have young girls. They have daughters. They have nieces. Let's prepare them to learn how to do self-examinations. Let's prepare them for the importance of doing those self-examinations. Let's prepare them for being an adult. An adult where when they get in their 40s, they will go and have the mammogram done. And I know they don't do it every year anymore, but thank God the year I went was the year it stopped, but I got mine done anyway. And that was a godsend because that year was the actual year, 2017, when they stopped doing yearly mammograms. So I would like to see who is willing to come on here and we can talk. I'd like to hear from you and so would other women. Have a nice day. Thank you.